If you're around the football facilities this weekend, do me a favor. Be on your best behavior because we got some studs coming in, potentially transferring to Baylor. Let's talk about him. This is Locked on Baylor. You are Locked on Baylor, your daily podcast on the Baylor Bears, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Baylor brought to you by Game Time. I'm your host, Cam Stewart. Thank you for making it your first listen today and every day. Happy Friday to you. You guys, you made it through the first week of the new year, your first week back at work. You, you did it. You got through the emails. You got through all the crap. You, you did it. And your reward is that we're going to have some great football players who are still in the transfer portal coming to visit Baylor this weekend. And that's something that is... It's kind of been a weird couple weeks in that, you know, you have those guys who commit early in the cycle, a little before Christmas, and then you get a lot of guys who come in around this time, uh, that first, second week in January. So the last couple of weeks have been scheduling these visits this weekend, and actually some right now, as we're recording this podcast, are are on Baylor's campus and looking at the facilities and meeting with coaches and all that. So it's been a great week of basketball for us with the Foster Pavilion and some Big time Baylor wins, but we got to shift our focus back to football, if only for today, because we will have obviously some Big 12 openers on Saturday, um, and we'll talk about those games and how they shook up on Monday. But looking at football and who's coming in, I'm going to first start with the wide receivers because that is a position of need for Baylor. Um, all of these are truly like not just, hey, this guy's good, let's get him in anyway. These are all positions of need. Um, and wide receiver is flashy. It's easy to, to track the stats, and you guys like hearing about them. And there's two coming in this weekend for Baylor. First one, we're going to go over. By the way, I, I should say about these two receivers. I, I have mentioned time and time again that I think they should go for the prototypical outside receiver, right? You know, 6'2", 6'3", lanky, ball skills. Who doesn't want one of those, right? They're not exactly growing on trees, though not in the transfer portal and not for a school like Baylor. And so I think what Jake Spavadol has gone after or is going after is team speed. He is going for speed, quickness. Those two are not the same thing. Um, and, and really building his offense around that, which he has done in some of the stops in the past. So I can, I can get on board with this because the two guys we're talking about today are small guys. You know, I mean, they're all muscle. So they're not tiny, uh, but small guys who can make big plays um, and have proven that already at the collegiate level. And the first one is a kid who is just a freshman, Mikey Matthews, receiver out of Utah. So he has some experience playing against Baylor. In fact, both of these receivers do that we're going to talk about. <clears throat> Excuse me. Five foot eight, 180 pound freshman, true freshman, played as a true freshman this year for Kyle Whittingham and the Utes. Already, that stands out to me. Kid played in all 12 games. He started six of them and got snaps in all of these games as a freshman and still goes for 29 catches, 261 yards, okay? And in the receiving game, here, here's what's kind of interesting about Mikey Matthews is in the receiving game, his, his best receiving output in a game was seven catches, 53 yards, okay? Nothing that's huge, but, you know, freshman, seven catches, 53 yards, that's, that's not that bad. That's a move-the-chains kind of guy. He did that against California. So if 
Cal's offensive coordinator wasn't on the iPad with his quarterback or certainly saw it in the game film the next week, uh, he might have been, you know, his attention might have been caught by this kid, Mikey Matthews. That, of course, was Jake Spavadol on the Cal sideline. Oh, and it gets even better because his second biggest game as a receiver, four catches for 48 yards against yours, mine, our Baylor Bears. Boy, doesn't it fit already? Had a really good start to the season, kind of tapered off in his production uh, towards the end of the season. That's a true freshman for you. That, that's a true freshman who weighs 180 pounds for you. Uh, that, that's that's just going to happen. And, and what's good about him is he's got so much time left to develop. And I'm kind of burying the lead a little bit too because you know he's primarily a receiver, but he also saw a lot of the field this year as a kick and punt returner. So let that settle in for a second. True freshman who plays in all 12 games at receiver and also gets action in every game as a kick returner and a punt returner. How often do you see a true freshman do that, especially for a team that's coming off back-to-back conference championships and is the toast of the Pac-12 coming into the season? That, that's pretty rare. Now, is again, the numbers aren't off the page. 21 yards per kick return, only about four and a half per punt return. But just to have a freshman back there, that shows he's popping in practice. And I know we love hearing that at Baylor, but it, it shows that he's putting something on tape, right? He is he is really impressing the coaches and he's got to be explosive to be back there. And they certainly saw that in high school. He was a four-star and an All-American, Under Armour All-American at Mission Viejo in California, which has produced quite a few uh, NFL players, if, if that tickles your fancy a little bit. So that's the first one, Mikey Matthews. Second one, another guy we have seen and another Spavadol recruit, as a matter of fact, from Texas State, Ashton Hawkins. Ashton Hawkins, another slot build kind of guy, but can probably play on the outside a little bit. 5'10", 170. So quick, lanky. He's uh, out of DeSoto, which, you know, we talk about Mission Viejo producing some NFLers. Yeah, DeSoto has produced a Hall of Famer, as a matter of fact, in Von Miller, and they were one of the best 6A teams ever this year. So that that's a place that produces products, if you will. So plays three years at Texas State, obviously recruited there by Jake Spavadol, who did not recruit a lot of high school players, to be quite honest, especially from the state of Texas to Texas State. Ashton Hawkins was one of them. And before I go into his numbers this year, he has played thrice against your Baylor Bears, and has done pretty well. 20 catches for 188 yards. Five catches for 58 yards this year. Gashed them in that first half this year in, in week number one of the season, which was obviously a Texas State victory. And on the year, he goes for 55 receptions, 874, three touchdowns, and 16 yards per catch. Again, big play kind of guys. And that, that's the scouting report on him. Is He is an excellent route runner who uh, can can win on the outside, even just being a 5'10 guy. And his yak is what impresses a lot of people, is turning small plays into big plays. In fact, the year before, in 2022, when Spavadol was still his head coach, he was the leading receiver on the team, and he only played nine games. Got hurt in the 10th game, and that was it. His season was over and still led the team in receiving. So Spavadol already likes him. He has a big play ability. He likes playing at McLean Stadium, clearly. 
Uh, I think this one is is a no-doubter for me, for Ashton Hawkins. Now, both these guys, while not prototypical outside guys, they're both playmakers. And, and I'm going to take that any day of the week for Baylor. I mean, you can see it as they already have guys at that position, but I can see it as, well, now you're at... First off, I think Ashton Hawkins can play a little outside. Um, and you can add him and or Mikey Matthews on top of Monterey Baldwin. And you can just beat the daylights out of people in a track meet. And I think that's what Jake Spavadol wants to do to some extent. So don't see it as an either or. See it as an either and, if that makes sense. Adding more weapons to this team is first and foremost what Baylor needs to do. And Jake Spavadol can see that with, with these two guys and Mikey Matthews and Ashton Hawkins. By the way, there are a couple more guys visiting this weekend. Baylor also does have a new tight ends coach, which I know you guys are dying to hear about. And we will talk about that in just a minute after this message. Because I got to tell you that today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, America's number one sportsbook. NFL regular season's wrapping up. We're obviously wrapping up college football on Monday. We're into full swing in college basketball and the NBA and all that. There's so many sports going on. <clears throat> it's the best time to get involved with FanDuel. And if that doesn't convince you, how about this? Right now, new customers get 150 bucks in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's right. 150 bucks in bonus bets, win or lose. And for dummies like me, it's so easy to use because there's so many different ways you could do it. You could do live same game parlays. You can find some more in the new explore tab, uh, make a parlay in the parlay hub to see what everyone else is doing. Uh, all kinds of, you know, over under spreads, all of that great stuff as well. So visit fanduel.com slash locked on. That's fanduel.com slash locked on for a no-brainer. Get in the action with FanDuel, America's, America's number one sportsbook. All right, I gave the receivers the love, but they already they already get enough love. Okay, there are plenty of other players coming in this weekend, and by that I mean three that we know of, uh, that are also looking to commit to Baylor, specifically. Um, it can really help this team. And I'm going to go through those quickly before introducing you to our new tight ends coach. First one would be an edge rusher, which Baylor really struggled to get to rush the passer. I mean, really the last two seasons, um, at least last season, they were getting into in 2022, I should say, they were getting a good stuff rate. So they were really stuffing the run um, with guys like Siaki Ika and Jackson Player up front. Um, but Jackson player came in as a guy who could stuff the run a little bit, but could also get after the passer. And, um, you know, it's not just on him. I'm not just singling out him, but overall they were not able to get to the passer the last two years. And that can solve a lot of ills. It truly can on the defensive side of the ball. If, if you've got some question marks in the secondary and not saying that they necessarily do, but they've got young guys back there, not giving the quarterback any time that's going to help. That's that's simple math. <clears throat> so one guy they're looking to bring in, and I hope I'm saying this right, Kaneas Vaughn, an edge rusher from UTEP. Now, uh, he's a kind of big kid, 6'2", 223. I think he would fit in that jack position um, very well, one that Dave Aranda loves, that, that jack position. Um, coming in as a sophomore, 
Uh, he played a year at Saddleback College, and all he did there was win the defensive MVP of the conference and had 11 sacks and an additional 15 tackles for loss. So 26 times he got in the backfield and tackled a ball carrier who was trying to get away from him. 26 times. I don't care what Juco he's playing for. That's pretty good. And continues that on first year in FBS football, six sacks and two forced fumbles for UTEP this year. Baby, doctor, for a team that's playing from behind a lot and for him to put up those numbers, I love that. And the UTEP website makes sure to point out he is an athlete. He can also dunk a basketball. And if that doesn't get you excited about an edge rusher, I don't know what will. 6-2, dunks a basketball. Sign him up. Sign him up. And if you're not screaming that, you're screaming, Cam, I don't care about the defensive line. I care about the offensive line. It stunk this year. You've been you've been complaining about it all offseason. And every time you bring up another position group, I tell you offensive line, and you're not listening to me. Well, now I'm listening to you. I'm listening to you. And so is Kurt Daniker, an offensive lineman from Ohio. Interior offensive lineman. He's a guard. He's coming in 6'4", 332. Got the size. And he's a senior, so he's got the experience too. And PFF loves him. That's pro football focus. They grade everybody, uh, especially those positions that you don't necessarily get to see jump out with stats like offensive line. He was a top 30 guard in the nation according to PFF. He already brought in the number one guard in FCS, according to PFF. Now you're looking at one of the top 30 guards um, in FBS, according to PFF, if you can keep up with all of those acronyms there. He is actually, as I am recording this, I think still in Waco, maybe on his way down to College Station because he's also visiting A&M this weekend. This was the only one of these I could find of, of these guys that are visiting that Baylor has that kind of upfront competition for like he's, he's visiting both this weekend. And he did say um, that he has full faith that either one could develop him into an NFL talent and did play for a winning team this year, by the way, Ohio 10 and three uh, beat Iowa state. And he played alongside Parker Titsworth, which I think is important. Very important. Okay. But the guy of these, of this next crop that I'm giving outside of the wide receivers, the guy I'm really the most excited about, maybe the most excited about <clears throat> of all five that we're mentioning today that are visiting is Kendrick Simpkins, safety from Western Kentucky. Now, safety is a position of need still for Baylor because I know some of you thought, well, they got Cameron Jenkins. Yeah, well, Alfonso Allen left too. So you needed a couple of guys at that position. And uh, Cameron Jenkins certainly flashed at UNLV this year. Uh, he got a lot of high praise, and I'm excited to see what he can do. Kendrick Simpkins has had a lot of experience, uh, three years playing at Western Kentucky, and has played a couple different positions there. And really what I love the most about him is the way he plays. Pretty good in coverage. All his, uh, all his uh, coaches have raved about that. But Kendrick Simpkins really likes hitting people on the football field, like really likes hitting guys. Uh, he said about, he blitzes a lot. Okay. Uh, and so we said about blitzing in an interview, he said, quote, it does suit my game. I'm not a very passive person. I'm an aggressive person. 
whether that's covering, blitzing, whatever it is, the position I play, the type of mentality I have kind of all fits together. So I have no problem with that. It's been great. End quote. His defensive coordinator at WKU, Tyson Summers, said, I think the big thing with Kendrick is he plays physical and he's smart. He's a guy that can look at a lot of different things pre-snap that are able to help him. He knows the issues with each coverage. He knows the issues with each part of the run game. And ultimately, he's a guy that wants to be able to make a play. I like guys that make plays. That was an editor's note. And when you're trying to find... That's a bad quote. And you are trying to design these things. He's an easy fit to do that because he can do a lot of different things for you. He's smart and he likes to hit. And all he did this season in 2023 was lead the nation in sacks by a defensive back. Six and a half sacks and four, four forced fumbles this year. That brother can clean some clocks. I know this might not be relatable to everyone. If you watch the NFL in the 2000s, in the 90s too, you'll know. I'm a big Patriots fan. One of my all-time favorite players, Rodney Harrison. All of this screams Rodney Harrison to me. A safety you can go out there and cover, but one that you do not want to go over the middle against and can get to the quarterback too. One who just loves the physical part of football. This this has Rodney Harrison all over it. All over it. A guy you hate to play against, but you love having on your team. Kendrick Simpkins. That's my pick of the five, man. I'll take Rodney Harrison playing for Baylor any day of the week. Any day. And uh, I, I want his name on the dotted line. I'll tell you. Anyway. Those are the guys who are coming in, or at least, you know, viewing to come in, if you will. Uh, one guy that went out last week we didn't talk about on the show is Jake Roberts, the tight end who transferred in from UNT, really wanted to play for Jeff Grimes, really wanted to play in the wide zone offense. Jeff Grimes, obviously now at Kansas. Jake Roberts has not announced where he's going yet, but it's not Baylor. And Baylor also needed a tight ends coach. That was Probably one of the reasons why he didn't feel too comfortable uh, because Sean Bell moved on after he was moved to the tight ends position uh, just a few weeks before. He's now off the UH. Well, yesterday, Baylor did make the hire. Jarrett Anderson is the new tight ends coach. Um, what I like about Jarrett is he's been, he's been a position coach for uh, almost three decades now. Um, he's done it at, all on the offensive side, a litany of different positions, and I like the guys he's coached under. He's coming from UTSA. He was there for uh, two two full seasons under Jeff Trailer, who you guys know I'm a big fan of. And before that, all he had was 24 years in a row at Texas Christian, or TCU, as they like to be called. And so a good deal of those, 20 of those, about 21, uh, were under Gary Patterson. So when that program ascended, like, few other small school programs have in the 2000s, he was one of Gary's right-hand guys. So I'm in. Bring him in. And again, I like that he doesn't, he's not an Aranda crony. I, I, this is not just an Aranda thing. I don't like when coaches are on their last legs and they start to bring in their old buddies. Belichick does that to, to continue on the Patriots train. Jared Anderson is not one of those. Um, and that's been 
the case with all the moves for Aranda this offseason, which, you know, we'll obviously have to wait and see how it plays out on the field. But in terms of those optics, I do like that. He's he's getting out of his comfort zone a little bit to do that. So I appreciate that. Speaking of coaches at Baylor, though, one one Baylor coach who I'm very fond of had some spicy things to say yesterday uh, about our good pals over at TCU. Let's hear what she had to say after this message. Because this message is coming to you from game time. Now, I know y'all have gotten some money, some pocket change left over from some Christmas gifts. You're looking to go out and see a sports game or a comedy show or or maybe it's a play or anything like that, a, a concert, and you don't want you don't want to go through all the crud that you got to go through when buying tickets online. So, here's what you should do. Take the guesswork out of doing it and go to game time. I used it uh, most recently, a few months ago, when I went to see my Boston Bruins up in Dallas, bought them the day of the game, had a great deal on it, no hidden fees, got to see where my seat was before buying, before hitting that button so I could see which end the Bruins were shooting at twice. It was a perfect, a perfect ticket buying experience. And so, you know, you want to get out to the Foster Pavilion or you want to see some shows in your area. This is absolutely the way to do it. And game time has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event. And even an hour after it starts, it is the place to find last minute seats. They also have exclusive flash deals that are going on all the time. So uh, it'll update you on when those ticket prices are dropping. I get those updates just about every day. Uh, and I love it. And again, not all the hidden fees. They don't double your prices like a lot of these other ticket websites do. So Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the app, create an account, use the code Locked On for twenty dollars off your first purchase. That is downloading the Game Time app, create an account, use the code Locked On L O C K E D O N for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms and conditions do apply. So. I waxed poetic in yesterday's show about how much I love Nikki Collin. And I might have spoken too soon because I hadn't heard this sound that we're about to play. Because if I had heard that before, I would have given you two segments on how much I love Nikki Collin. I said it. She has just enough of that Kim Mulkey blood in her, right? Where she can rally up. Um, she she has that intensity without being a total jerk about it. Um, and she can take the right things personal, I guess is a good way to put it. And she felt there were some shots taken by TCU, their players and their coach, uh, Mark Campbell, leading up to Wednesday night's game, that ranked matchup, that unbeaten matchup uh, at the Foster Pavilion. And she had some things to say about it to my friends at ESPN 1660 after the game. Why don't you give it a listen and let me know if there's a new slogan we need to put on some Baylor t-shirts here. Yeah, I mean, obviously, like, it's, it's an interesting thing. Like, I'm a big believer in, in let our play do the talking, you know. And, and I want our players to leave here and be confident and, and be confident in who and what we are. Um, but there was there was a lot said about how they were going to beat us um, in the press in their press conferences and how they were going to beat us in Texas and you know a lot of personal shots um, and I just that made it a little bigger for me like I'm someone that I understand these are kids 
and they're confident and they, they came in with swag. Um, but it felt a little better, you know, and it, it, it just goes to show you it's about it's about between the lines, you know, and always respecting your opponent and saying the right things and, and being respectful. And it's not like I don't think Mark Campbell thought we were a good team. Um, but, you know, it became a little personal when some shots were fired. As you were saying, Coach, don't poke the bear. Do not poke the bear. <laughs> hey, I work for Kurt Miller in the WNBA, and he used to poke Diana every time we would play. And I'd say, you do not poke Diana Trossi. Like, mm. if she's missing shots, like, let's just be grateful that tonight she's missing shots. Do not poke the bear. Um, I felt very poked. I'm not going to lie. I love it. I love it. I love it. Don't poke the bear. Don't do it. Don't do it. Not anymore, man. There's a new sheriff in town. Woo-hoo-hoo. Do not poke the bear. And, and I love it too. We're not doing, we're not, you know, using some, some euphemisms from old country songs. We're just saying, hey, don't mess with us. Don't mess with us. And my high school, our high school basketball coach used to tell the players to tell the opponents, hey, don't mess with us. But he didn't say it quite that nicely. He said, don't F with us. That's essentially what Nikki Collin just said. Don't poke the bear. We're going to maul you. Don't poke the bear. We'll beat you by 21 points. We'll run you off the court. And she was so candid about that, saying, you know, I felt poked. And, you know, they come in with some swagger. Of course, they should. They're undefeated. But but don't underestimate us. Don't forget who the class of this conference is. Don't forget who you haven't beaten since 1991 before anyone on that team and most of those coaches were born. Don't forget. And they're not going to forget now. And that's a word to all the rest of you opponents out there too. Don't you dare poke the bear. Unless you're ready for the claws, man, because <laughs> it's it's gonna be coming out, and it's not it's not gonna be coming out in the press conferences before the game. No, no, it's gonna come out on the court, and if need be, if the pro- if the point needs to be proven, it will come out in the post game too. But they're gonna do the talking on the court. Put it on a t-shirt. Don't poke the bear. Love this team. Love this team. They're back in action tomorrow at the Foster Pavilion, 2 o'clock. Get down there, check it out. If you haven't seen the new arena yet, perfect time to do it. Bring the kids, bring the family. It's Saturday. It's going to be a a great environment there. Another Big 12 game for them. The men open up their Big 12 schedule as well tomorrow. That's also at 2 o'clock, but that is at historic Gallagher-Iba Arena up at Oklahoma State. Those those Cowboys fans, they're, they're trying to... They're trying to pack it out. They they are a little confident in their team with their non-conference run that they went on. Uh, they're they're going to bring an environment on Saturday at at GIA, GIA. Uh, they're they're going to make it a good environment there. So should be two awesome basketball games. I wish they were spaced out so we could watch both of them with the intent that they deserve. Uh, but we will go over both of them on Monday's show. Let me know what you think about the don't poke the bear. Uh, about all these guys who are coming in to visit this weekend and what Baylor really needs uh, in terms of those football positional needs. And be sure to like and subscribe. Leave a comment down below. It always helps. Um, And be sure to make this your first listen today and every day if you haven't already. But I know a lot of you have because we're the only place that is giving you nothing but Baylor athletics content five days a week that's not coming straight from the university. So thank you guys. Happy Friday. 
We'll be back later with more Locked on Baylor.